This episode of the podcast is brought to you by BetterHelp. BetterHelp will assess your needs and match you with your own licensed professional therapist. If you're in school right now, there's more than just your grades that you need to care for. There's your physical and your mental health. With BetterHelp, you'll be able to connect in a safe, private online environment that's so convenient you can start communicating with your own licensed therapist in under 48 hours. Guys, this is not a crisis line. It's not self-help. It's literally professional counseling done securely. This service is available for clients all over the world. You'll be able to send messages to your counselor any time of the day, and you'll get quick, thoughtful responses. Plus, you can even schedule weekly video or phone sessions. BetterHelp is just an all-around great service, confidential, convenient, professional, and of course, affordable. I want you to start living a happier life, and as a listener, you get 10% off your first month by visiting our sponsor, betterhelp.com slash listener. Join over 1 million people who have taken charge of their mental health. Again, that's betterhelp.com slash listener. It's the language of the universe. But I don't understand it. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of the Math and Physics Podcast. I'm your host, Parker. And I'm Ray. And we welcome you back to episode number 93, the very first episode of 2022, where today we are going to be talking about, or yeah, mainly like just conversing on the different resources, the different locations to learn, well, math and physics that is right so actually the reason why well i actually thought of this like topic to talk about it's actually because we get a lot of comments and we get a lot of like emails asking us you know i'm in high school or i'm interested in learning more about math and physics where do i go and so we've answered a lot of these emails obviously but we thought you know what let's just make an entire episode just giving you guys all the resources, right? So mm-hmm. if you're listening to this podcast, you, you know, you are probably interested in math and physics. So you might be like a student, you might just be interested in general. But the thing about this audio format podcast, or like, I guess it's a video also, but that doesn't really count because it's just our faces. Like we understand that we can't really teach you things like with a whiteboard or with a paper in front of you. We're not going to sit here and explain how to multiply two numbers together. It just doesn't really make sense. Um, And so in lieu of that, instead of actually teaching you guys, we're just going to make this episode and tell you where you can go. Like every single resource that Ray and I have used in the past and still use today, um, where you can go and just learn everything very for the most part very free (laughs) so Mm -hmm. any anybody can just go and learn and that's like one of the best parts about the internet is that you can just go and learn the only Um, problem with the internet unfortunately with the fact that you can also go and learn is that especially nowadays we have you you can't necessarily trust everything that you read on the internet right so especially 
So that is why we are kind of making kind of a summary list. Now, obviously, there are other resources that we are probably not going to be talking about. We are going to be covering like the biggest ones that we've kind of gone through in our in our career. But the reality of the situation is that, you know, there are so many other resources that sometimes don't always convey the correct information, sometimes misleads you. And I know there's not a very famous resource, but believe it or not, a lot of people, especially like fundamental, like not, not fundamental, but basic, you want to get into science. They're learning it from, you know, Instagram. They're learning it from like TikTok. <laughs> and like they follow these scientists and whatnot. Yeah. And a lot of times their information needs to be taken with a pretty large grain of salt, you know? <laughs> so, so that's why you can't always trust everything that you read. And that's why some of these resources that we're going to make a compilation of right now and others that do exist that are solely for the purpose of, okay, I'm here to teach you not to, you know, how many people can click on this link kind of thing, which is. Well, actually, I do enjoy people. TikTok creators that make Again, like I'm physics. sorry. I'm not saying that it's it's bad. Sorry. Sorry to cut you off there, but I'm not trying to say that it's a bad resource. I'm just saying that there, it should be double checked. Anything that you learn on something like that, if you're like, oh my God, that's crazy. Wait, <laughs> yeah. wait a second. Don't, I think just, we've don't talked just start about sharing this. with everyone. Wait a second. I think we talked about one of these TikToks research. where one of the guys, like my friend sent me this TikTok and was like, asked me if this was real. And the guy was saying that like scientists were discovering that like the superstructures in the universe like clusters of clusters of galaxies were starting to resemble a human body <laughs> and i was like no that is not true Damn, that's <laughs> that is not true the amount of pride you have to even say yeah. that though the universe is a human body yeah it's I just know. so it was, funny it's just so it was, funny yeah anyways before we get into the podcast yeah. we have a couple of announcements now okay very first announcement we haven't talked one. about this in a while um the world scientific giveaway where is it um here's the thing every single week i tell myself i'm like okay i need to email them to get everything sorted out and i just don't <laughs> and i'm so sorry to everybody who's been waiting but i promise right after we finish this i will email them we will get it sorted out and hopefully next week we will do the giveaway but it, you know I, like i'm sorry about that anyways hmm. next announcement the Math and mm. Physics podcast is getting into the NFT space. So we've actually minted 10 NFTs on the Cardano blockchain. And we were going to sell them, but then we talked about it and we're like, you know what? We're just going to give them away. So this time we're just going to like, because we already have them, right? We already have the NFTs in like our Cardano wallet. So we can just give them away as we please. So... We're giving away the very first one. It's going to be the second one in the collection because Ray and I are keeping number one and number two to ourselves. Um, so we're going to give away number three. Sorry, I said second. We're giving away number three. Um, and then after that, we're going to give away the the last eight, um, one episode after another. So if you want to enter this giveaway for the very first collection of Math and Physics podcast NFTs, number one, make sure you have a Cardano wallet so we can send it to you. Um, you can just go on YouTube and figure out how to do that. Um, and then also head over to um, 
we'll, we'll do it on Instagram, I guess. We'll do a little post about the, the NFT giveaway and, you know, just like the post, follow us, comment, and uh, we'll have like all the instructions on the post there and we'll give it away on the next episode. Um, that's going to be wild. Yeah, just, that's going to be fun. I mean, not really that is wild, but it's just something new. And yeah. I think like the NFT space, it's, it's, man, we can have a whole episode on this, but um, it's very new. And they're just experimentations going on right now. So I think the podcast is also like, hey, it's some, it's a new space. So why not just dabble our toes a little bit into it? See, see what's up. Yeah. Right? And like we, we paid somebody to like do the whole minting process because uh, we didn't feel like learning the whole coding thing to actually make the NFTs. So like we paid out of our pocket to make the NFTs, but we're like, whatever, we'll just, we'll just give them away just because it's the first time we're doing it. If you guys want them, that's cool. If you guys are willing mm -hmm. to pay for them, maybe next time we'll do like a little auction type deal. Who knows? But for the for the first like eight that we're going to give away, we're just going to give them out for free. We're also thinking we're also thinking like with the NFTs, because obviously now, now, I mean, at the end of the day, right now, it just shows like ownership of some digital art. But we were thinking, I mean, you guys can recommend some things that you want to think about. But I think for now, we're thinking that maybe like the NFT holders, we can have like a, I don't know, like a bi-monthly meeting or something i don't know just make it a little fun <laughs> we'll, we'll figure and, it and out we can like all meet somewhere like that's what i'm saying we can figure it out later but i'm just saying there might be some more incentive in the future to one of these things so i mean why not right yeah why all right not? now for the stats really quickly boom downloads three hundred sixty-six thousand. thank you to everybody Decent. on spotify we're now at like twenty thousand eight hundred followers Thank you to everybody. Make sure to rate the podcast five stars on Spotify and follow us wherever you're listening. Um, anything else? I think that's everything. Well, yeah, comment I mean, of the week, actually. That we <laughs> should do is the comment of the week. So this so, week's comment of the week is given or stated by oh, I don't I don't want to mispronounce that name. I'm just gonna i I'm, I'm just gonna say the comment. So the comment goes as uh, Mr. Parker and Rayhan, you have created the world's best library. We fell in love with maths and physics by listening to your solo works and interviews with other professors. Thank God for having the opportunity to listen to you. And then he has some other stuff that that's not a good. It's a little funny. But anyway, so thank you so much for that wonderful comment. And as always, if you want to be the comment of the week, it's super simple. Just comment below the latest episode of the podcast and that's it <laughs> well that's literally it so yeah the very first episode of the very first or not very first but of the new year let's get into where we can learn this this vastness of of like how, how do we put these things together how do we put this vastness of science in one concrete space well actually we before we before we actually start this i oh, have like shoot. a quick Sorry, thing to else. say go for it yeah so um a lot of people are, I mean, a lot, there's a, there's a, a handful of people that have emailed us and said like, oh, I'm in high school. I want to study astrophysics. Mm. Or like I'm in high school. I want to study physics. quantum mechanics. That's a popular, that's a popular right one. now. Cause it sounds so cool. It and sounds so cool. Here's what I have to say about that. If you're like in high school and you want to start learning about these cool topics, I would say don't learn these topics dot 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 right now okay um here's here's why here's why when you actually go to 
learn these topics and let's say you find like a textbook or like an online resource on quantum mechanics the first thing you're going to be hit with is a couple of words to introduce some things and then boom you just get hit with a wall of mathematics and so i think in order to actually get into the field like yeah you can read up on some like books that just talk purely conceptually and you can kind of understand the concepts but if you actually want to go ahead and study like astrophysics or quantum mechanics i say personally go and just study a bunch of math just a bunch of math and once you get up to that level you're gonna be at the standard of what like the author assumes you already know and then you'll be able to just read the book and kind of understand and go off from there Now, see, that sounded simple because you said it so simply, but I don't think it always applied because go learn the math is fun. Well, not for everyone. Definitely, definitely specific individuals. But I'm saying especially in high school, sometimes like learning the really complicated math. And I'm not saying it should, but I'm saying it can deter a lot of people because if you're in grade 10, and or grade 11 and you like see a really cool movie where they're mentioning these quantum words and you're like oh that's pretty cool and let's say you're interested in science your next step is to go learn some complicated multivariable calculus probably not right so i'm saying but i mean no of course no that's definitely the correct way to do it but i'm saying if you just want to like learn a little bit for yourself you know just dabble into okay what even is this because in for example me I mean, this is literally my story where I was originally fascinated with astrophysics and I was like, when was this? This was this was when Interstellar was released. Whenever that was released, I was really fascinated with astrophysics and nowhere near the age or, or not age, I shouldn't say age, but mental capacity required to take in the level of mathematics at that level. But I still did black hole research. Like I was just researching like what is a black hole and just understanding theoretical ideas about these about these things. Even though I hadn't the, hadn't the faintest idea about the actual physics, I'm learning about the topic. Because the, what that allows you to do is it allows you to just get your curiosity running a little bit, which is then, okay, I actually have these interests. Because a lot of times, again, if you like dive into the math before like you dive into what this topic even really is, you're already going so abstract because math in essence is more abstract than something like quantum mechanics because you're applying the math in the quantum mechanics. So if you're learning the math for quantum mechanics before you're even learning what quantum mechanics is, for example, it's going to be pretty hard, right? So just a little bit, it's, like I'm saying it's all dependent on what year you're in, what age you... No, okay, sorry, not age. I keep saying age. But I'm like, what year that you want to get into physics? Like, do you want to get into the basic physics? then, Or, or do you want to get into like a really high level? If you want to get into a really high level, of course, what you said is exactly what you do. But I'm saying not a lot of people want to immediately start there because a lot of people are like in grade 9, grade 10... Even younger, you know, even even younger are like, hey, I'm just interested in science. Let me see where it can take me, right? So for those people, I think a great resource is just Google, you know, just like searching up things that are int- that interest you. Wikipedia, believe it or not, the hyperlinks in Wikipedia, just keep clicking them. Just keep going one after another till you're like, I'm not interested in this topic anymore. The number of tabs you will see open on your page will astound you. 
because it just goes deeper and deeper every hyperlink you click, you know, and that just shows you, okay, what am I interested in? And when you're like, okay, these are the rough topics that I'm kind of interested in because clearly look at my Wikipedia search. I'm like, okay, now let me try and search up these individual topics a little bit more and then go into depth, you know? Yeah. Depends on the age, but that's what I'm saying. For like a younger crowd, for like a more novice crowd, I think this would be the the track. All right. You know? So now, where can you actually learn things? The first <laughs> is very obvious. It's YouTube. And we're just going to start naming some of our favorite creators and what they do, what they teach, and why we like them, right? I think YouTube is very... a big... YouTube is a big resource for the one reason that it is obtained by like, the world. The whole world is listening. Well, and literally, you know. <laughs> I mean, yeah, yeah. Okay, Major parts of the world. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I should say that. But um, like, for example, if anyone has followed Sal Khan's story, like the Khan Academy creator, uh, you'll hear that it's such a sweet story. He's like, hey, I wanted to teach my cousins some math and they were in the other part of the world. So instead, because there was no like, I don't know if Skype or anything was very popular back then. Or I guess he was like, hey, let me just put it on YouTube. Like, that's literally how it started. So innocent, right? So that's why YouTube is such a wonderful resource. Anyways, continue, continue. Yeah, I was just going to say, I think, personally, if you just want to start, like, learning just random things, I would recommend 3 Blue, 1 Brown. And it's not even about random things, right? Because he has some playlists on calculus. He has playlists on linear algebra, like actual math topics. And mm -hmm. he even has a great playlist that he did um, as soon as lockdown started um, two years ago now. Uh, he did a playlist on like a live stream, a whole bunch of them, on imaginary numbers. Like you can learn so much of like actual math from his YouTube channel, but actually... Like, he just has a whole bunch of videos where he takes some topic, like, some problem mm. that seems interesting and just dives deep into it. And I feel like when I was younger, I would watch these videos. Sometimes I'd get lost because I didn't know, like, any of the calculus or anything. But I would just watch the cool animations and kind of follow, like, what he's saying. Mm -hmm. And cool I learned animations. so much from that. It's yeah. The animations are so beautiful. His voice is just so soothing. Yeah. Everything yeah, is just exactly. beautiful about about his videos. Three blue, one brown. See, there are a lot of creators and there are a lot of, I mean, a, a lot of teachers aim to teach you the content, right? They're like, okay, what are we learning here? That's not really Grant's approach whatsoever. Grant, mm. Grant Sanderson, by the way, the individual who runs three blue, one brown. We also interviewed him. If you, if a first time mm. listener is listening to this podcast and you want to go check it out, we interviewed Grant. That was a really fun episode. Yeah. But, have you uh, watched his most recent one? On like, there's two different people attacking a problem. It's in my watch later. I it's haven't watched so it's a long good. video. I just haven't watched. Yeah, it's in my no, watch I later. Watched, I just haven't. Watched I watched it the yet. whole thing because I, I saw it was a long video. Oh so no, I you have to watch. The, oh, you have to watch. No, the no, I, I clicked on it thinking I was yeah. gonna watch like a little bit of it and then come yeah. back. And you just said, but I ended up. Watch I watched the whole thing. thing. It's so good. I can imagine. It's so I good. He's getting better every every video. He's just getting better. Yeah, he's just getting better. I mean, again. The main point that I was trying to bring up is that 3Blue1Brown excels, again, not at teaching you the content, even though he's really good in that. That's not his purpose. His purpose is not to teach you. His purpose is to make you understand it to a level that I don't think any YouTuber or not, not just a YouTuber, but like creator slash teacher goes into. 
Yeah. Like the way that he describes like the mathematical concepts, like the visualizations. I don't think I've ever understood some things as deeply as I did with his mm-hmm. videos, right? So if you're really wanting to understand and this is to be honest, this is one of the first steps that one should take in the journey to learn math and physics is well you want to really understand what's going on behind the scenes. Because you might be like, oh, my first step is to, oh, let's just learn this complicated math. Let's learn all these symbols. What is this? What is that? Now, even though that looks cool and that is what you want to do later on, you first want to understand what's happening. Mm-hmm. And in our particular case, Parker and I had this wonderful class, like our second year of calculus, our proof level calculus, which was amazing in terms of really getting the intuition of what's happening in this higher dimension into you. You know, it's really, really understanding the visual, the visualization. How important is visualizing some of these, some of these transformations or some of these uh, functions in these spaces, right? So it all just these small things in it helps in these understandings, and that's one of the things that Three Blue One Brown absolutely strives in. Hmm. I think he's mainly, mainly math, right? Uh, has he dabbled yeah. in? Other things, Main, it's just mainly math. math yeah. Mainly math, right? He also is involved with some Khan Academy. He was, I think, that's actually how he started, and he has some multivariable mm-hmm. calculus videos on there as well, which is actually how he got a little bit bigger. So you can go check those out too. It's really good. Yeah. So just moving on really quickly, we're gonna name like a couple more and talk about them, uh, but eventually we will have to move on because there is more than just YouTube. Um, mm-hmm. So of course, really quick, big big shout out to the two creators that got me into science and that is Vsauce and Veritasian. Oh, is that These, true? I don't know this. Oh, that's just so fun. When, like, I remember being like a kid, I don't know, like, like 13, 14 and watching Vsauce videos and just being like, like I would finish the video and be like, Oh my God. Like, what? <laughs> like the amount of knowledge that just entered my brain was <laughs> insane. That theme song, like whenever he says, yeah. Oh, but this, and then he goes, Ding-ding. yeah. And then so he just funny. goes on like, so, and he doesn't even talk about like, like he does talk about science a lot, but sometimes he'll, he'll go on like a tangent about like synonyms or something. <laughs> like mm. it'll so, be like, okay. Vsauce is not the, okay. 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 Vsauce. Okay. Veritasium a little bit different. Cause even cause Veritasium is a little scientific, but like both Vsauce and Veritasium are both like in my, like they're both creators, you know I mean? Yeah. Even three blue one Brown is at the end of the day, but he's more of a, you know, teacher. You know, like Veritasium is also a teacher. I know this. I'm contradicting myself a lot right now, but I'm saying if you actually watch their videos, you'll kind of see that it's kind of a, it's not really teaching you science. You know what I mean? Like it's not teaching you physics, mm-hmm. you know, it's for like again, actual, just, yeah, for, for actual, like people who teach you, mm-hmm. I would hundred percent for calculus, anything relating to integral calculus, differential calculus, black pen, red pen. He just oh. does a whole bunch he's of... He's a teacher. Now, he's an actual a whole teacher. Bunch of he's legitimately problems, a teacher. Yeah. yeah. Black Pen, yeah. Red Pen. Also, Dr. Pam. I think they work at the same school. This might not be true, but I, I know they do, like, videos together. Um, also, Michael Penn. He does a lot of, like, competition math problems. And true. also, he has a whole bunch of playlists on just literally anything you can think of. Like, mm-hmm. he, he has real analysis videos. He has videos on just doing like the formal definition of mm. a derivative 
continuity. Now that is whole where bunch of stuff like that. that is where you can again. That, that now that is where you learn math. You know what I mean? Yeah. So like while the other names that we just dropped were kind of creators and all, like I think this is an individual where you can actually learn it because they're like p- concrete playlists that you can follow with a lot of them, and you can actually see okay what's after what's after this. For example, yeah. and this is true for our particular class, um, the math. One three seven and two th- or no two three seven is not online, right? It's only no, no. the math one through one thirty seven playlist on YouTube. So that's basically mm. the course code for Parker and my first year calculus math. Well, it's actually it's actually M A T one three seven. Sorry, one three seven. You're right. M A T one three seven, and basically that goes over literally step by step because it's a that that that's basically our entire course. Yeah. So that literally goes step by step into learning first year math. So yeah. if you're interested in like, hey, what first year math is going to be like, and this applies for anyone anywhere, even though we're saying this is for Math 137 U of T, it's not like first year math and other universities are just wildly different. You know, they're all relatively similar doing the same things. So if you really want to just, again, learn and understand it, this literal playlist will take you step by step, mm-hmm. you know, so that's also, also, that's a really good one. If you want to learn just a lot about math, Trevor Bazit, Dr. Trevor Bazit. Trevor Bazit also has amazing playlists. Amazing yeah, amazing playlists. playlists. Amazing yeah. playlists. And also just learning in general, I definitely recommend Mathologer, Numberphile. And Number five. if you want to get more into uh, like physics, PBS, Space Time, okay. so good. I'd Mind be, Your I'd, Decisions, I'd, I'd... Andrew Dotson. All of these creators are. There amazing. are so many, yeah. There, there are so many creators, but PBS Space Time is the one. I, th- I don't know if we mentioned this on the podcast or I mentioned this to you off the podcast, but either way, I can say it right now. PBS Space Time is the one, or not one, but it's one of the YouTube channels that don't dumb down the science, you know? Because there are shows like Sci Show, Sci Show Space that are still like into the science, like even Veritasium and Vsauce. Go into the science, Veritasium a little bit more into the science, Vsauce a little bit more into the philosophy, but they still go into the science. PBS goes so deep that you're like really forgetting what you're mainly doing because they they don't care or not don't care, but basically they don't talk about the bare, the bare fundamentals because a lot of it is understood. So PBS space time is like, if a university professor were to talk to you, that's most likely how he would talk to you. Definitely, like, definitely. Not even joking. So many videos. I'm, I'm, I'm like watching him talk, and I'm like, this is a famous YouTube video. Like millions of people are watching this, and it's like, like, like Lagrangian mechanics in like this, in and like really hard formulas that he's talking about. And I'm like, there's no way like two million people enjoy this, but they do. Yeah. So clearly, there's a crowd for it, and. If you want to do that, you know, really focus science, particular topics, of course, again, not like a whole uh, a study, like a whole field that you can learn, but like particular topics, PBS space time. Phenomenal. Now, Phenomenal. I think these next creators will also like blend into the next resource I wanted to talk about. And that mm-hmm. resource is edx.org edx.org before b- before you get into edx because i know edx is phenomenal i just want to talk about one other youtuber that is almost a necessity if you want to learn physics now this youtuber also got was actually one of my inspirations as well into getting into science and into actually liking physics and math and his name is dr physics a 
He's a very old YouTuber. So, like, if anyone knows this guy, put it in the comments below. I'll be very happy to know if some, some of our listeners listen to Dr. Physics A. And he literally has a, like, like you can check his playlists. And it goes, it starts high school physics, A-level physics, university physics, and thermodynamics, electro. It literally goes topic by topic by topic talking about all these various complicated physics concepts that you deal with in university and higher. And it goes all the way into like cosmology, quantum mechanics. It goes very, very, very deep into that kind of stuff. And so another resource for if you want to just learn like the whole thing, because again, a lot of individuals are like, hey, I like science, but I don't really know if I want like, or at least I don't know what to do in order. Because there's so many resources that we're just naming right now. You're like, what do we do in order? So this is, again, another example for who you can definitely look at in order. And you'll actually be like, oh, wait, that makes sense because it's got from there and stuff like that. Like mm -hmm. you have those moments. So Dr. Physics A, another really, really cool YouTuber. So now for edX, if mm -hmm. you don't know about edX, this is like the day your life just turns around, especially if you're yeah. that kind of like student who really wants to get ahead and just learn all there is to know. edX is just this website with like, I think it's like 3000 courses and they're all university level courses. And I do think there are even like AP level courses um, and they're all free. <laughs> They're literally just all free university it started courses. With a, I think like MIT and Harvard got together. I don't know if you know the story, but our, I could be botching it as well. But it's something like this, like MIT and Harvard got together and they're like, hey, let's just like make all our course content available to everyone. Mm -hmm. And like, boom, like that's yeah. so cool. That's so it's, cool. It's literally, it's, it's a crazy website because they're literally courses. You can go and search up a topic such as math or physics and take an entire course. You just take an entire course and you do assignments, you do mm. tests, you do exams, you get graded and all of these things. Now, here's the thing. You can have the option to pay for a certification, um, but that's not necessary. If you just want to go in and learn something you can just go take the course for free and like that's the end of the story you just are the exams free as well like all the tests and yeah, all that. isn't that like graded by a but isn't that graded by a person like i, I doubt that'll be free though it, it's free that... it's free it is oh. free because um, i know yeah, so... a lot of the courses a lot of the courses like actually happen in real time like you can look at archive courses or a lot of the courses are actually like real time courses so like if it's all if it, if another one is happening like there will be obviously like a bunch of students learning it like in the physical school and then it's like being recorded that could be a uh, that could be an option or like it's an online version that like it could be an online recorded version but basically like it's all it's all copyable so it's like the people who are actually viewing this class still exist like a, that's what i'm saying it's still a it's still a teacher that's actively teaching you the class you know even if it's archived it was a literal class that took place you know it's not like a it's a it's not like a creator that just makes these videos or anything like that it's literal professors teaching students that are then getting yeah. archived you like know harvard, so it's, so it, mit yeah, exactly. um stanford all of these like Top it's, it, no, it's got it's got the biggest names. It's got the biggest names in the world. I'm in America, and I don't think it's in the world. So, yeah. Biggest names in the world 
very respectable. And again, it's literally, uh, if you even want to, and uh, this is actually the case with a lot of people, like let's say you did an undergraduate and you want to do a master's in something a little bit different and you don't have all of your requirements. You're like, okay, I can either go back to school or edX is an option as well now, right? Because mm-hmm. edX also provides you, as Parker mentioned, with the with the option to take a certificate. Now that will be costly depending on which program, how long the program is and whatnot. But you can also get a literal degree from this online university. And it's a mm-hmm. very, again, it's all by these top universities, you know? So it's not like an online university like you hear. It's still very, very, very respected. And so, it's literally any topic you want. You can do computer yeah. science, physics, yeah. uh, math, or anything else that they do in a university. Um, yeah. So, yeah, same thing also with iTunes U. If you have iTunes or an iPhone, your iPhone comes with an app like pre-installed called iTunes U, and they just have university courses on there for free. Um, I did not know about this, actually. Yeah, yeah. Really? It's, it's like the same thing as edX. They have like just a whole bunch of university courses and it comes pre-installed on your iPhone if you have an iPhone. So you can just do all these things. And also you can like open up iTunes on your laptop and do the courses on your laptop. Wow, that's pretty interesting. Like what we just talked about was for like university level mostly. Mm -hmm. But here's the thing. If you want to just kind of maybe brush up, if you're in high school, you kind of want to brush up your skills as you're learning it in in class so you do better on your tests or maybe you even want to get ahead i think we've mentioned this so many times khan academy this khan academy what a classic everything is free on there mm-hmm. um they have an amazing physics library and an amazing math library and they it just takes you from from the beginning to the end right i think the last course they have on there is like like you go from kindergarten math all the way to calculus no i think it goes higher it goes to multi because of other people now right oh yeah that's right up to multivariable and also differential equations too yeah no now they have okay especially now the khan academy team is huge like they've got a lot of people like all over is didn't trevor work for him too didn't i i don't think so no okay I, i could be mistaken but anyway so they do have a lot of members in their team so like their original if you remember like the original sal Khan's videos like those were like the og and they were quite quite limited on the topics and stuff but now obviously they have all of these resources all of these individuals coming for khan academy and working for them so they have vast topics even in physics it takes you through a very good deal of high school ap mm-hmm. uh physics and this is literally like university it's like school it's it's literally what you learn in yeah. school. And so if you're let's say you're in you're in high school and you're not taking physics and you wonder like, "Oh, I kind of I'm kind of interested in going into physics, but I don't know anything." You can literally hop on to Khan Academy and go from zero all the way to, you know, the beginning of university physics mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. just by like you watch the the courses. I think they have like transcripts that you can read and they like include like the equations and everything and they have like tests to test your knowledge like knowledge Um, tests after every yeah i've used khan academy myself um before starting my differential equations course last year um and yeah just a maybe a little throwback to the youtube thing that we were talking about like 10 minutes ago um 
right now we're Rehan and I are starting a partial differential equations uh, course in about a week from now. And I went on YouTube, I searched up partial differential equations, I found a playlist uh, by Christopher Lum, and it's just a playlist on partial differential equations. I watched mm -hmm. the whole thing, and now like I've been debriefed on basically the fundamentals of what I'm going to be seeing. I think for sure I'm going to be going into way more detail in the course, but now like I already know some of the big equations that show up in, in PDEs and how to solve them. So mm -hmm. like I'm already kind of halfway there and I haven't even started the course yet. And so this is why I recommend people to take advantage of these resources that are literally out there for free. Yeah, that's why like literally searching these things on YouTube, just asking, you know, like websites on Google, you can get a lot of information just from there. Like just as you said, oh, I have a course next semester. I wanted to know more about it. So I searched it up on YouTube and then I found this good playlist. Like that process is literally all you need if you're like, I want to learn something. That's why today in today's in today's world, like knowledge is there's just so much available. There's not enough time for you to take it all in. Like because you can. Mm -hmm. The fact of the of the world is you can take it all. Like you like there's so much that you physically can't, but like you are able to, is what I'm saying. The internet gives you the ability to learn really anything you ever want. And like Khan Academy is a really good resource in particular for that one. And another really good one is Brilliant. Go check out brilliant.org. They have some, obviously, we've been talking about them for quite a few episodes as well. This section is sponsored, by the way. <laughs> this part of I the podcast is sponsored that. by Brilliant. Oh, yeah, I guess because we're talking about resources, we should mention that this part of the podcast is sponsored by Brilliant. I mean, they are a phenomenal resource center by themselves. They are, yeah. They, again, while we're talking about all these different, you know, places to go to where we can learn them in order. Again, as mentioned, there are so many resources. There's an abundance of them. So a lot of the times you're asking yourself, okay, I have to do some of this, some of this, some of this, some of that. And it's all just a bunch. So Brilliant is one example where you don't always necessarily have to do that. They do have courses, again, uh, all written out pretty decently where they do have the tests at the end of every lecture. So it's kind of like recapping you at the end of it as well. So it's a really good resource at the end of the day to kind of brush up your knowledge. It takes you through high school, through university level courses, and some pretty advanced ones as well that we have spoken about in previous podcasts. So go check out brilliant.org for basically a crazy opportunity. Yeah, and the, the great thing about Brilliant and that nobody else does is that they have these interactive uh, little quizzes and exercises that you can do as you're learning the content and so it really just you know hits home the point of what they're trying to teach you and you know the style of their courses i'm a big fan of i've done uh, a few of them and they're always like like you end up learning things but it doesn't it doesn't feel like you're learning right you're just you're just going through the, the lectures and it just feels like it just feels like a game almost yeah mm -hmm. anyways you guys can go to brilliant.org mpp to get 20% off your premium membership or go in the link in the description. First 200 listeners get 20% off. Phenomenal. Brilliant. Crazy. <laughs> All right. Um, moving on now. We have mentioned this before, but we're going to talk about it even deeper just because... Now this is very complicated, I love... though. What is? 
this gets very complicated. Wait, I, I don't know which resource you're actually going to talk about. I, next. I, I'm going to talk forward. about the Feynman lectures. Okay, that's exactly what I was thinking um, of. That, that gets very complicated very fast. Yeah, so the thing about the Feynman lectures is that Feynman is known to be one of the greatest physics lecturers of all time. And the insane part about this whole thing is that all of his lectures of the greatest lecture of all time were recorded and posted online for free and also like not even it's not even just the audio recordings that were done the the audio recordings were transcripted and like edited to look like a textbook and so you can go onto the Feynman lectures website go through there's like three separate volumes he covers like literally every topic in physics you can select a topic, go into the lecture, you can click to listen to actually Feynman say, giving the lecture, and you can follow along in like the textbook style transcript of the lesson and look at all the diagrams. There's like pictures of what he drew on the board. And um, yeah, it's literally like you were attending the greatest physics lectures lectures in person, but in mm -hmm. front of your computer but still it's it's to me it's insane that it's for free you know you just go onto the website and you get like the the greatest the greatest physics delivery at the time i guess i don't know if there's a way to compare like Feynman to uh, Khan Academy you know but at the time, it was it was the greatest thing uh, available, and now it's just available to everybody. The Feynman lectures definitely provides a another one of those full resources, you know. So, yeah. like we've been talking again about like these multiple resources where you can get bits and pieces, but this is another one of them where you can almost get like a whole. A whole you like can, multiple, yeah. It's but, not like, almost. These are, like, these, yeah, okay. You can get literally multiple different courses. Is basically what you're doing. Like, if you like, volume one itself, I believe, has so many different topics that they talk about. And yeah, then, well, the entirety of the resource is more than one course. Like, it gives you the date mm -hmm. and like the semester that it was recorded in, and the entire series has been recorded over like different years and different semesters mm -hmm. so it's more than one course that you're getting yeah no that's exactly what i'm saying it is so much more than one course which is mm -hmm. the advantage right so you're all you're taking these courses in and you're taking them in order because the volumes are all in order i'm obviously assuming and it gets more and more complicated the the farther in you get so if you have mm -hmm. like just time to spare and you're like, hey, again, I'm a, I'm a person that's interested in physics and I want to continue. I want to learn in some way. Where do I learn? Well, the Feynman lectures, again, are another really phenomenal piece of resource, right? Like, again, as you said, you can also watch him in certain cases. Now, that's not always the it's case. It's not They're video. very limited. No, there yeah. are some videos for yeah, some there are of the some, lectures. But not all But of them. again, it's not, not all of them whatsoever. Also, the video quality is quite garbage. Yeah. <laughs> it's quite 1964 garbage. It's quite era. Garbage. But it's still interesting to see, you know, that mm -hmm. this guy was up there, like the passionate with which he talks, with which he teaches. Yeah. It's just so fantastic to see. It's so fantastic to listen yeah. to. 
you know so and it it's is a really good true resource. what they yeah. say like i've listened to some of the lectures and it's just so good and i forget who this quote is from but somebody said that you know while you're listening to Feynman teach it feels like you understand it so easily but then you try it for yourself and then you're like hold on what's going on because of how Feynman is so good at delivering the message right so he he for example he talks about um celestial mechanics and orbits and things and you're like wow this like this makes so much sense and you can draw out the energy and you see how there's a stable point and all these things and it just feels like it makes so much sense when he says it because he's so good at saying it and then you know you turn around and do it for yourself and you're like oh hold on <laughs> this is actually hard and then it makes you think like wow he can make like the hardest topics arguably ever right just sound so simple and that that is a feature of like a great professor yeah man Feynman was definitely uh definitely life-changing for a lot of people very inspiring for a lot of people too he also has um not only his the actual courses itself but if you just simply go to the Feynman lectures page you can see the sheer number of things that you know is that that is is there in each of these courses for example mm -hmm. you can see the course handouts <laughs> you can mm -hmm. also see the lecture notes for each lecture so not only are you seeing what he ended up showing the class but you can also see what he originally originally wanted to show or like his yep. original notes you know and whatnot so and you can also see yeah. the problem sets that he gave out to his students so yeah, you can be like the handouts and stuff yeah okay exactly i thought i thought you meant the handouts as in like the syllabus or something no, just like the, well, I mean, whatever they would hand out at that time, like course handouts, I'm assuming, because there was no like digital, so they would just hand out everything, right? So yeah, Well, they wouldn't hand out the problem also. sets at, like, at once, you know what I mean? It would be gradual. Or are you just talking about the whole collection? I think, because I think it just, it just contains, I don't know if it contains a whole collection, uh, like of... I think I mean, it should. Yeah, right here. Problem set. Problem set one, problem set two. Exactly. It does. It does contain problems. Yeah, but what I what I mean is like by course handouts, it's like when you go to the very first lecture, it's like you get a handout on like the course information and yeah. all that. But yeah. like separately to that, as the course goes on, you get the problems. You get multiples. Exactly. Yeah. So this is a compilation of all of those. Mm -hmm. Exactly. So this is like a compilation of an, every single course that's included in the Feynman lectures. Mm -hmm. All of the handouts in those courses are kind of listed on here and they're yeah. super useful because i mean it's all typed up you know so it's not like you're really looking at you know well it's, it's all it's all typed up in a way where you can easily understand it and again the problem sets are also well do them for yourself see how they are so it's again another resource where you can just challenge yourself where you can go and look at certain things and it's one that we i don't know if we use it too often especially right now well actually but we will be getting into it i know for quantum mechanics you can use it um but a lot of actually i don't know about a lot of courses but i've had a couple of courses actually that they say like they'll give a lecture and then like on the lecture slides or like in the syllabus it'll be like if you want extra information on on uh what's it called on whatever like, I, I remember in quantum mechanics we were talking about um polarization and here's like mm. if you want extra information on polarization you can go to the Feynman lectures and just watch the yeah. lecture yeah. and 
yeah and a lot of courses are like yeah if you want more information go watch the Feynman lectures because it's just so classic the explanations are just so crystal clear and amazing that even nowadays they're like yeah go watch these 60 year old lectures because they're just so good so even if you're not um in university or anything but you want to maybe you're in grade 12 and you want to see what's coming in university for sure i recommend going and watching the the Feynman lectures now it's a little uh i mean i mean it's first year university it is but it it gets yes yes i guess i guess yes i guess yes i guess the Feynman lectures would be a good mm -hmm. if you're just getting into it if you're just getting into university especially just a little because it does also review a lot of a lot of high because again first year university physics does review a lot of high school concepts anyways and again, he does explain it in a little bit of a better way. But again, the uh, the only thing is that there are just so many available, right? Like the, the thing with the Feynman lectures is that there are so many lectures, so many chapters. Well, you just, all you these just chapters go in order. Things, right? Or, of course. Or you go in order of how interested you are. Well, that's in, always a really nice way yeah. to do it, right? Like go how, in order how whatever interests you, that always really intrigues me because if you go to really advanced topics, like this is what I actually like doing sometimes, like going to really advanced topics and just looking at what they're talking about. And I'm like, okay, how much of this can I understand? And I'm like, okay, whatever I can't understand, or at least if I can search it up, can I at least search it up? Because sometimes it's so complicated that you don't even know what to search up. But I'm saying if it's not that much out of your scope and you're just looking at something more advanced than what you're used to, but you're like, hey, maybe I want to learn something cool. And you're like, this topic, polarization, for example, sounds so cool, but I don't really know what N versus P or, or S or whatever. I don't really understand that. So, Wait, you know, what? you do more research. Like what the, do you mean N, P, and S? And I, I forget the, the polarized. Anyways, my point, the point of that statement was basically if you don't understand like some underlying work in a really advanced class, the advantage in number one looking at Feynman's lectures is that he explains it really well. So even if you are confused with like the bare, like the fundamentals, you can always be like, okay, this is how much I understand from the lecture. So let me just search up this small thing that I don't, right? So that's always... I mean, that's always a nice way to do this as well because there are so many available is the only reason why I'm like Feynman lectures are always just a little bit more of a, yeah, of like, a hard I think resource to get they're, to. They're tougher, but they're good, you know? I'm not they're, saying they're bad, but I'm just saying they're very, they're a lot. They're a lot. So if you just want to mm -hmm. be like, okay, I have a, I have my course next week. What do I do kind of thing? Then obviously this is not the thing for you. But if you have, as I mentioned before, if you mm -hmm. have the time, and you're like, I want to learn. I really want to learn. Again, I really want to understand physics. It's all about the understanding because the learning is really up to you. It's like how much do you practice? It's how much do you do it yourself? How much do you read textbooks? That's all really up to you. But this is all about the understanding, you know, and that's, that's what the Feynman Lectures is really powerful with. Yeah. So, so far we've talked about a lot of resources that pretty much feed you the content, right? Like either through lectures or through videos. Um, I wanted to mention this next resource because I'm a big fan of textbooks and just, mm. you know, finding a textbook on something you want to learn about and just going in and reading about it yourself. Um, I'm going to put the link in the description. It's a website called Open Textbook Library, um, where it's, it's a library of 
just open source textbooks that are free for anybody to go and download. And I'm pretty sure also, aside from the open textbook library, there are other open source libraries. And what you can actually do is if there's a textbook that you really want that you can't find on an open, on like a specific open source um, website, you can just search up the name of the textbook and then like PDF. And then sometimes there'll be like an open source mm. library that you didn't know about and they carry it and then you can go and download it there. Sometimes. Yeah. Um, I'm a, yeah, some of them you just can't find. Some of them you just have to buy and that sucks. But, well, it doesn't suck because, you know, I mean, sometimes you're helping. You, so I mean, you, if you think yeah. about it, like you're learning something. So like, even though you want yeah. learning to be free at the end of the day, especially yeah. if you're reading a textbook, just think about it like, hey, this person put in so much work. Yeah. Least I can do is give him some money kind of yeah. thing to think about it that way. Right. Even though a lot of it is free, you know, if you want to like some textbooks, you just can't find online at all. Mm -hmm. So you just have to pay for it and support the person who wrote it. Um, but anyways, these open source uh, mm -hmm. libraries, you just search up. Like you can search up a topic math and then see like they have calculus textbooks, multivariable calculus, uh, linear algebra, any topic really. Mm -hmm. um, you can just go in, download them uh, onto your computer, or on a tablet, even on your phone if you really wanted to, and just go and read them. And of course, textbook textbooks come equipped with um, exercises, examples, and a whole bunch of just like diagrams that I find... I find like the exercises and the diagrams are the best parts about textbooks because you go in, you read a bunch of things and then you, you can visualize it, right? You can, you can practice it. Um, so yeah, we're going to put the link in the description. Mm -hmm. uh, if you want to go and check that out, we're not sponsored or anything. It's just a good resource. It also, because there are, I mean, a problem also with simply saying textbooks is that you don't just want to search up physics textbook. Because you will get so many that you will not be able to choose whatsoever. So what you actually want to do, or at least a smart way to do it, would be to look at university courses. Like certain university mm, courses similar to the true. field. And look at their syllabus and look at the textbook that they use. I mean, mm -hmm. obviously we would say U of T, but you can really choose whichever university you like. Again, the textbooks are not going to be very different. They're all relatively similar do you know griffiths is actually a very popular book like worldwide i knew so that, we, yeah. we use that for our math class in our second year and no, it's well it's not math class it's electrodynamics griffiths not griffiths then no 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 i'm talking about griffiths i'm talking oh it's griffiths that was math wasn't it okay uh, anyways for second I'm, year, I mean, it I'm was talking edwards about... for second year it was it was edwards that we used i swear there was a griff anyways okay point of my statement being to search up different courses that you enjoy or different courses in a university that if you're let's say not in university yet you can search it up in the university that you want to go to and search up the textbooks for that particular class you're like hey these are my classes that i need to take next year let me see the textbooks that they're that they're reading and let me search up on that that's like one of the option but obviously if you're not currently going to a university or you're going to be going there and you're just you just want to learn some science well, then you can really search up any general university, right? Like U of T, for example, we can just tell you now for now, has a relatively good, I mean, any again, any university would work. Just search up any course followed by the university name, followed by the word syllabus, and then you will get all the textbooks that that course uses, right? And then hopefully from this website, you can just download it on your 
on your laptop. But so, anyways, Ray, super, what you said about simple. what you said about Griffiths is true for electrodynamics. Like, it's the standard undergraduate like intro course to electrodynamics textbook. Literally, everybody uses it. Just because, first of all, I've used Griffiths last year uh, for my electrodynamics course, and it's it's i see why it's the standard it's literally so good (laughs) all the examples yeah like all the examples the way he explains everything is just so good you can you can literally read the textbook and not go to class and just know everything because like all the exercises there are so many good exercises so many good examples that he goes through there's just it's just the way you learn it and everyone just accepted that fact yeah, this is also another problem with textbooks, though, because as you said this, I started to think, even though this might be an example of a good one, there, there are, are bad some bad ones. ones. Yeah. There are some 100%. bad textbooks, like to the 100%. point where sometimes it's so advanced that you're just you're just making no sense of it, or like the or oh, this is a classic. The exercises are just like twenty thousand times harder than the examples, yeah. and you're just like, <laughs> how am I supposed to figure this out given this? And that actually happens Wait, with a lot of textbooks. I actually have a flashback. I don't remember which course, but I remember like the examples just being ridiculous. Like, like the examples were easy, but the exercises were ridiculously hard. And I don't remember which class, but I'm pretty sure it was like, it was like, it might've been Carolyn Osley, but, and this the is astrophysics by the way, for the listeners. Yeah, the, I mean, you, I, I know you say it's not the best textbook in the world. I don't I'm pretty sure the exercises in that textbook are really hard. But um yeah. Anyway. Yeah, so again, that's why that's why that's why like the textbook route isn't always the best way. Like again, the textbook way is more of like a formal way to do it. I enjoy but, it though. I really enjoy it. But again, it works when you have decent textbooks. That's what I'm saying. Like I've literally well, been to the statistics it, you know? class, for example, that I just had. God damn. Not a good textbook whatsoever. It was just so annoying. It was it was just not matching up. So like there are examples where it I'm not saying it'll deter you from the field. Again, maybe I'm pretty deep into the field to be deterred from it. But I'm saying like if you're young to the field, I'm not saying it young to the field and you're like, hey, let me search up a textbook, there is a chance that that just can be very advanced and it just deters you off of the field. Don't let that do that to you, you know? Don't let that happen. Because there are other textbooks, there are simpler textbooks. To every complicated textbook, there's one that's simpler and there's one that's more advanced. Always remember that. So if you're like, I want something harder, one exists. If you want something easier, one probably exists as well. Yeah. So don't worry about if something is particularly too hard, especially with textbooks, because that happens and it's not only you. You know, so now, that's just one thing with textbooks. Something that goes along with textbooks that I really like and that I will give you guys definitely some tips on how to find them is class notes, course notes. Okay. That, that now, also helps. Here's that the thing. Helps. If you want to learn, let's say linear algebra, and I literally tried this before recording the podcast, I just Googled linear algebra notes on Google. And the very first link is a PDF to like some professor's course notes. It's like it's literally like formally written as like a nice clean mm. PDF of mm. just everything you learn in that class. Mm. And it's it's like quote unquote summarized because it's not as long as a textbook, <clears throat> but it's like a hundred pages of just like okay, chapter one, vector spaces. Here are 
like theorems, talks about vector spaces, dot, 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 exercises, examples, and then next chapter, next, you know, and it literally takes you through the whole course. I personally, I sometimes prefer um, reading the lecture notes over the textbook, depending on how good the textbook is. But now here's the thing about lecture notes. You can go ahead and Google calculus lecture notes, course notes, and then you can find some resources there. Yeah, you want to see and course notes. Lecture notes are different because sometimes lecture notes can be too bombarding. Yeah, yeah. You see I, meant, course I meant notes. course notes. Yeah, course um, notes. Here's the thing. I know for sure from our university, for our first year calculus course, you can literally find a PDF of our entire first year calculus course that they gave us to study for the final exam, but they just posted it online. Like anyone can go and look at it. Another thing is our, like, I don't know every single course that's posted online, like just for free for everybody that is from the U of T, but I know for sure the course on complex variables. If you just search up U of T complex variables course, you can find an entire website that I don't know if this is meant to be public, like it's probably meant to be public, but there's literally every single PDF of the lecture um, slides, lecture notes, and um, yeah, I think that's it. Just the slides and the notes. And then there's like at the top of the page, there's the entire course of course notes. And it's literally all you need to learn the entire course. And this is also true for our multivariable calculus course. You can find all the notes online. This is also true for our third year astrophysics course that we're about to take. You can find all of the lecture, mm. um, all of the course notes online. Literally, and again, and it, all of this was just from a simple search, just name exactly. of course, course notes. Like that's it. Yeah, that's it. And this is yeah. just for our university. Like yeah. you can definitely find course notes on any course you want just by Googling something notes. And here's the thing also with our astrophysics notes, they separate it by lecture. So they'll be like, okay, the first topic we see is this. Then they have a whole bunch of notes on that topic. But then at the top of the page, it also says the readings that you have to do for that lecture. And so what you can actually do is find like the textbook, download some free course notes that you get, and then you can actually get like a full university experience by, okay, they say, do these readings. And then you go and you do the readings and then you go and read the course notes and then the next thing for the next chapter. And you just do that. And you'll literally like, I don't even do all of the readings for all of my courses, right? Because, you know, that can be a little bit overwhelming. Like most of the times when I have readings to do, like I'll read some pages, skim through the examples. If I already know something briefly, just skim through the pages and kind of just get a good understanding before actually going to class and then actually doing the bulk of the learning like in class. But if you really wanted to, like you can go ahead and actually do all of the readings and pay attention to every single word. And you'll probably understand something better than like we understand it while actually doing the course. That's actually right. Readings can definitely go a very long way because especially a lot of them are kind of geared towards designing you to learning the material as it's being taught in class. You know, now, obviously, certain classes do have things that are not included 
in the readings, you know, things that are exceptional, like things that are like out of the scope or things that are, that are particular for this class and whatnot. And again, that also exists in some textbooks, which is why also the course notes are a really good, really good alternative. Like the course notes always provides like a full thing about, okay, what exactly do I need to know in total yeah. for this course? And again, courses usually cover a good chunk of the field and they're a good way to like, like, you know, learn in steps because again, with a lot of the resources that we're always mentioning, it can be very easy to get very complicated very fast, right? And by kind of ending it with these course notes, I like how we've ending it with the fact that we can just go back to school <laughs> almost and look yeah. at like our school stuff because believe it or not, even though, uh, like, I, I mean, believe it or not, the actual material, the way that we go by the courses, um, uh, uh, the material in the courses in school is really good. Like you're like you imagine doing your third year quantum mechanics with like done half of the first year quantum mechanics, right? You would die. You wouldn't know what to do, right? Yeah. So what I'm saying is like you need to have done the se like you want to do the second year and then move to the third year. And sometimes if you're just searching for resources online, like even though we're recommending to do, sometimes you can get caught up in that, and sometimes you can get really hard really fast. Yeah. I think so, one crazy yeah. thing is that if I wanted to which I don't, but if I wanted to like drop out and just teach myself the material, I could literally learn more on my own than I do in class. Again, I university is to get a piece of paper. I know. Literally, the the only reason I'm in university, of course, is to get the diploma. Well, you know, I'm in a it degree, to not diploma. like, okay. So it's to get, it's to get the degree. That is like a major part of it. Another, uh, another, really big part of the reason why I do pay for tuition and go to university is because of number one like the professors the TAs the labs that I have access to and like all of the benefits of actually being a student mm -hmm. here's the thing if you don't care about that kind of stuff you can get an education that is literally at the same level just less like you get less help if less you don't, stress, if, man. So much less stress. Okay, like, less damn. stress, <laughs> but less chilling. help, though. I do think yeah, that, you are, yeah. yes, you, you are paying. Like, for example, I have a professor who's literally the number one, like, like quantum researcher right now in all of Canada. He's my quantum professor. And I just, I can send him an email and ask him a question. And he'll answer if he has time mm -hmm. or whatever. But the, the thing is, Exactly. The thing is, like, I can go up to him in after a lecture and ask him a question, which I have done, and he'll just give me, like, the answer explained out of his own head, right? And it's like, this is such a good, it's, it's such a good opinion. advantage that I have because yeah. I actually do pay for school and I go to school. Yeah. If you don't pay for school and you decide to learn on your own, here's the thing, you can do it. You actually can do it for free. Um I guess, I guess we can end the podcast by saying your number one resource is school. <laughs> I guess. <laughs> I mean that's that's a funny way. And and Wikipedia, Wikipedia. We forgot to name Wikipedia, oh, but I feel like Wikipedia. I feel like Wikipedia is prettier. Is did I just say prettier? <laughs> um, Wikipedia is pretty just universal. But here's the thing: a lot of people say, "Oh, Wikipedia, anybody can write anything." 
which is not true first it's of not all. true and second of all the physics and math articles are so good on wikipedia like so you, you have to understand depth. that the wikipedia articles also like get peer reviewed a lot before it gets posted mm-hmm. like obviously if there's a topic that's very very bleak and it's not very big you will definitely find wikipedia articles that are a little sketch like 100 percent 100 percent like for example like there's this like this this research thing that we keep talking about that i'm doing right now on the side and i was searching up the model on wikipedia and there's like three sentences on it you know so it's not that crazy so things like that do exist but again the general bulk of the learning if you want to do on wikipedia like if you search up like if you just search up general uh topics general facts for example if you you search up the doppler effect you know Hmm. that's not going to be wrong. <laughs> like there's not going to yeah. be any part of that <laughs> yeah. article that's wrong is what I'm saying. 100%. Like that's all going to be very highly peer reviewed. It's all very well written. It's, it can definitely get complicated. Wikipedia that's that's what I was going to say. You can, very on Wikipedia, you can search up like a simple topic that you see in high school. All of a sudden you start seeing these animations and these crazy <laughs> equations. And you're like, what is going on? Yeah, no, Wikipedia because, can, like, because yeah, go ahead. I was going to say that's because like the people who are writing these articles are the people who literally know everything there is to know about that thing. And I remember mm-hmm. searching up um, for one of my problem sets in, in quantum. I had to do something on a free particle on the wave packet for a free particle. And uh, like there are some equations that I, I wasn't really familiar with. So I went on Wikipedia to look at the equations and the properties. And I literally I thought when I searched up free particle or quantum free particle on Wikipedia, I was just going to see like some, a couple sentences on like, oh, it's like a localized wave packet, dot, 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 you know, some simple things like that. But no, I got the full rundown on like all like all the equations that I needed to know. They were all there and they were all explained. Mm-hmm. And I was like, wow, this, uh, like Wikipedia actually like has everything I need right here. So it's a good, it's a good resource. I definitely... Highly recommend Wikipedia. Um, yeah, I don't no, know why Wikipedia, people say anything again, bad about Wikipedia. No, again, the main reason is just because like people have the ability to edit. Like, also, because before, I don't think anymore. Yeah, like, before, before it was worse. Yeah, it was worse. It was a lot worse because it was very simple to edit it. It was very like it wasn't re- like it, I don't think the peer reviewing process was very in depth, nor was very crazy before anything got published. So I think a lot of things could have been changed very mm. easily. So it's it's not crazy, but again, like the people that are writing for Wikipedia are generally like again, as you very well said, they know what they're talking about. Mm-hmm. And again, as I mentioned in the very beginning of the podcast, like a really nice way to see what you like is literally by searching up a topic on Wikipedia and just clicking every link, link after link after link, and mm-hmm. you will see the number of pages open, and you will be shocked, and you'll be like, oh my god, these are the things I'm interested in, and that's what Wikipedia allows you to do. Also, if you're if you don't want to see all the really complicated Wikipedia stuff, because it as we mentioned, it does get complicated. There's a simple version of Wikipedia. It's just called simple.wikipedia. So it's just like like there's just a simple Wikipedia where all the Wikipedia articles have just been made much simpler. Because even in the non-math Wikipedia articles, the English now I mean I speak English. I shouldn't under, I mean, it's hard though. <laughs> like, you know, they go hard. Like they, they speak pretty, it's a pretty complicated way of speaking a lot of the times or, 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 or I should say of writing 
And sometimes it can be a little bit hard to understand, especially if it's a topic that you're very new to and you're just getting used to it and they pull out these huge words that you have no idea what they mean. You're just like, okay, chill. Let me just take it a little easy. So simple Wikipedia is also another resource that basically just dumbs down everything. But again, it's the same idea. I think it's by, it's by Wikipedia, isn't it? I'm pretty sure it's by yeah, Wikipedia. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't think yeah, they'd be exactly. able to use the it name is. if it wasn't. Yeah, it is, it is, it is, it is. It is by Wikipedia. It's just a simpler version of it, right? So that's also another really cool resource that right. uh, yeah, we use. Well, that's, I think, every resource that we wrote down here. Yeah. Um, there are, of course, more that we haven't mentioned. Um, and I guess that's up to you now to go and search up if uh if you're not satisfied with the things we've said i think i think we personally spoke about with, so many. with if you use everything that that we mentioned you will not need another resource um but yeah what do you I mean everything everything there's no way anybody's doing everything we just mentioned no i know please but don't I'm saying, you'll go crazy i'm learn, saying learn if parts. you do if you do end up using yeah what we say you you don't really need anything else so yeah. have fun studying physics and learning math and just finding things out. For now, we will see you guys on the next episode. Thank you so much for listening. Make sure to like, make sure to follow, make sure to rate this podcast. One thing five before stars we on Spotify. One thing before we stop. One thing before we stop. Let's just because this is the first episode of the year. End of year predictions. Let's do it. Let's do it. I don't want to do this. <laughs> you don't want to do it? End of year predictions? I mean, Fol- I, I can, followers I and downloads? End of year predictions. We have 300. End of year, 500. No, that's probably... No, no. no. It's probably very... End of the year, year, 1 million. Let's go. Ooh, see, that's a good prediction. I'm no, saying... Sure. I'm saying 7. You're saying 1. I'm saying 700. You're saying 1. Let's do it. Okay. No, it, end it's of your obviously going to be 100. It's obvious. Really? I mean, 1 million. What? Sorry. Damn. Bro, I think for sure. That's pretty crazy, man. That's pretty crazy. Well, I mean, it's not that crazy. I mean, it is what it is. I'll be very excited if that happens. But uh, my mine is currently seven fifty. And Spotify. What do you think about Spotify? I don't know. I mean, I hope we get close to close to a hundred thousand. Hundred thousand would be crazy. Hundred thousand Spotify be, followers would be yeah would be really crazy. Uh, like we almost did we almost did uh wait what's we almost did seven times like we we seven times multiplied our followers in 2021 is it is that is that is that like a consistent multiplier i don't know know? if it's a consistent one (laughs) like uh i don't know if it's a geometric sequence you know all we have to do is 5x so it's less than last year it's possible it's possible it's possible less than last year okay cool at least we got some predictions let us know your predictions if you want to, you know, be a part of it. Why not? And, and if yeah, you want to help us out, make sure to share the podcast. Tell somebody about the podcast and say, hey, I think you should listen to this. And I think you should rate it five stars on Spotify. Why not? Um, Why not? So, yeah, do that. <laughs> also, we will see you guys on the next episode. This has been number 93. Thanks so much for listening. I'm your host, Parker. And I'm Ray. And we shall see you soon. Bye, guys.